Talk about all the things you love and hate to see. I'm KP, and as always, I'm joined by my guys. I'm here with the magic man, Mikey Dimes. Mikey Dimes, nice to see you guys again. I'm here with our chief hater, D Wild, aka Dr. Hate. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Citadel's <laughs> own Archmaster Alex, aka Darth Helius. It's your boy, it's your boy. And joining us for the first time in a minute, we got my man, Scotty Too Rare. AKA Tommy Pickles in the building. And we got a very, 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 very special episode today, man, because we're doing what we do best, man. We talking thrones. Man, it feels good to be here. We are back. Holy shit. So we're gonna get into the the pilot, the pilot episode of uh House of the Dragon, a little show. <laughs> Ever heard of it? Never. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if George but is calling it hot that, D, then you know what? I'm gonna call it hot D. Fuck it. It's hot D. Hey, look, it's hot D. I don't give a fuck. Man. <laughs> it's hot D. But before we do that, um, spoiler warning: if you have not experienced the hot D, turn this pod <laughs> off. <laughs> it's insane. If you if you haven't gotten the taste of the hot D, turn this pot <laughs> off right now. Spoilers. Every analogy just gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> I had multiple tastes. <laughs> multiple. Hey yo. <laughs> hey, nah, what's, yo. The video, what's the video? What's that video? I don't want the taste. I want the whole load. <laughs> no. Hey yo. That's a double team right now. That's a double team right now. Yeah, man. House of the Dragon, man. Let's 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 go ahead and dive in. I want everybody's general thoughts. What you think about the episode? How you feel to be back? And yeah, let's let's go. Kick us off, Dante. I am. Uh, you know, this is going to be a, a rare case, uh, occurrence for me. I am not on today's pod to hate. Yes, sir. I mean, just love, man. I'm just, I'm just so happy to be back, man. It's been three, four years since we got some new Thrones content. I sat and watched every character interview before the episode dropped. Yeah. I watched the behind the scenes making of the episode after I finished the episode, and then ran the episode back a few more times. You know, before we recorded the pause, right? I, I am just so glad to have some new Thrones content, man. Happy to be back. What you think, Mike? Man, I have to reiterate everything you said. I, th- I just think it's funny how after a season eight and the debacle of season eight, everybody was saying, oh, man, I'm never watching Thrones again. People were binge watching the show and just hating, hating on the ending. And now we're back with a better show. And it's just, one, we get the memes back. And two, I, I get to just, like, look at people sideways for even having that come out their mouth. Like, like, yeah, I mean, season eight might have been, not been what you thought, but it's still better than 90% of shit you've seen. So, And this falls into the 95% because this, this this first episode was amazing. I'm just I'm just glad to be back, man. I'm glad. Yes, sir. People just be yeah. lying, Mike. They just, just, lying. just lying. Like, this. that's it. I mean, yeah, y'all I mean, y'all pretty much hate it. Like, I mean, we're, we're back. Like, 
we started we started this three four years ago whenever it was all this like talking about thrones and now we are finally like back here in our element and it's it, it it's and I'm, and I'm glad we got now it started off with just me and michael now we got we got three others here with us like talk like not talking shit but just like shooting the shit and talking thrones like this <laughs> like we we back guys we back Yes, sir. Well, I'm super new. I I binged it before, I think it was season seven. I did like a 64, 68 episode binge, whatever it was. Hell yeah. Keep um, just Love to it. catch up in like a week and a half. It was it was sick. I lost a lot of sleep. But <laughs> nonetheless, um, yeah, we're back. I think the coolest part or the funniest part to me is just like you said, like it seemed like everybody was supposedly off and then all of a sudden the first week comes in. 10 million, I'm seeing... V- I'm seeing memes on Twitter. I'm seeing folks changing their Twitter names, handles, all kinds of stuff's going on. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting to watch watch play out. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Big Hightower. Big Hightower. Find me on Twitter. <laughs> the, feeling, the feeling is restored, man. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I forgot I forgot how real Sunday nights got whenever, whenever Thrones was at its peak. Man. I'm talking about the whole TL standing at attention, man. I really forgot. <laughs> Like, I really forgot everybody's, like, on YouTube watching all these little breakdowns or however many things you missed during the episode again. Like, like it's, re- it's very few properties that, that can have the nation on lock like that. Very few. And so week to week, too. About to Not just something special. I think this is like a, this is a top tier episode. Like, this would be like a, a top 15 episode of Game of Thrones already off the rip. So, we, are, we cooking with grease. We cook it with grease, so let's get into our, our first character um, breakdown. The star of the show, make, make no mistake about it, this is her show. So, uh, Rhaenyra, what do we think? Give, give us our first impressions of, of the Princess Rhaenyra. Anyway, I'll, I'll go first because you know me. I, I'm, I'm Queen Danny all the way as my queen. Hey, she said burn down the city, fuck it, let's burn it down. Yeah, I can see that they're, they're trying to they're, they're trying to get Rhaenyra to be kind of the new Danny, and I saw a lot of people talking shit about the way she said Jakaris on on Twitter. It, was it, was a, it yeah. didn't have that oomph to it. I mean, she's a, yeah, she's, she's a fire. She's a she's a tween. Fire. Like, like that's how that's she's how a tween. Like, that's what I'm saying. Give her a chance to grow Cracked a little, right? No, she was really cracked a little. All she said with the mic. That's how it's supposed to sound. Like she's like she grew up talking Valyrian. She's been around Valyrians. The whole time, but Rainier, like, I know, I know, people want to crown her already. The go, I, I need more time from her. I, I need more time. She's already, she's already ahead of where Danny was at her age, just because she's already a dragon rider. She's already saying, "I want to be a warrior. My place is on the battlefield." So you know, she's about that life. So I'm excited to see her progression because I know right now there's another actress that's going to play her. So I can see how that kind of meshes. See how it makes it believable. All right, this really was a younger her and. It's kind of seeing where we're going because, like I said, it is a first episode of uh, what a three season, four season show. So, yeah, I mean, we get a lot with Rainier just off the front. Like, she even does the the cold open with Jaharis, the Grand Council at Harrenhal. Like, she's the one narrating that as the as they lead in. So, I thought that was a cool like narrative choice there to have it told in her voice and you know to really root us in the fact that this this story is really going to center around you know this 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 strong female character um and whatnot so i thought it was a really good introduction to her 
like I said, that that the Dracarys was a little oomph, but you know, she was maybe she was sad, you know, so that's <laughs> like it's a, it's a tough moment to have the Dracarys, but I think also like goddess. Yeah, like it was. I was like, yeah, this is. I was like, it didn't. Like it, it didn't strike. It didn't strike no fear in me. Like then, then he used to say that shit with some bass in that. Like you know, it was just like you know that shit. Burning enemies, not her, not her mom. <laughs> and also, Danny. I mean, she she grew up in the streets, so I mean, she had a little. Yeah, she did. Yeah, <laughs> like she was like she's not like well. Don't get me wrong though. She Rhaenyra, she, she you know she she's the princess and she she been in King Landing, but like you said, like she's like she's about that life. She wants to be like she wants to be a warrior. She wants to be on the battlefield. Like she she is here about that about that life. But let's also not forget sure. that she's incredibly smart. Like she. Like the same type of stuff that we that you, like you talk about, you know, you know, with, with we'll get to him too later. But like with, with Damon, with um, with um, like Brendan Rivers, um, like like with other, 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 these other Targaryens who are like they're really they're really they are you know really good on the battlefield. They they they're they're seasoned veterans and like they know how to wield a sword, they know how to ride the dragon, but they're also know how to manipulate everything in the background to yep. to their hand to, the players to their hands. in Game of Thrones. Exactly. I and feel like she's, it's she's like she's I guess she's a tween right now, and she's already like she's already got the wheels turning. She knows what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a disservice in my mind. It's kind of a disservice because I already started comparing people in this show to Game of Thrones, which I wish I could just kind of watch and just let it let it ride and then make my own kind of uh, narratives on them myself. But um, she kind of has aspects of I guess Sansa and. Uh, Arya to me as well because like she does want the nobility being acknowledged as someone who's like, like she wants she wants the throne you know what I'm saying so it's kind of Stansa wanted the throne I mean I don't know any way explaining it but then on the other side like Arya wanted just like you said uh, Alice like she was she was out here like I, I know how to get to it you know what I'm saying like it's at the end of the day um, she has um she has her own, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I, I got what you're saying. Like that you you want to be able to like root them and, and, and kind of experience the characters without, you know, comparing them. But yeah, she has I, like aspects the, the of her own character, but I yeah, got like some things that I, I can't help but acknowledge from other things as well. Yeah, and that, I mean, and that's not necessarily a bad thing too because I think like the, the Aria comp is a really good one because when we were at the scene where she's laying in, uh, in the weirwood, like by the weirwood tree, um, in Allison's lap, and they're talking about Nymeria, like and and her conquest of, of Dorne, or like when she came over to Dorne and everything, like hey, yeah, shout out, shout out, Alex, we got we got the Martell flag up there, but um, when when they're talking about that, I was like, that's a direct callback to like Arya. That's supposed to bring us back to to Arya with her dire wolf that was named Nymeria and with the fact that she said, Hey, I just want to like take you and fly on my dragon and just kind of, you know, live life and eat cake. And, you know, she's making a lighthearted joke as a kid, but I think there is a lot of, a lot of truth in that, that she really wants to just like kind of live her life. But, you know, because of her name and who she is, she isn't able to. And that was kind of the same challenges that, that Arya herself had to struggle with. 
Like oh, she wants like Alex said, like even after that, she runs down the entire like she tells the, the whole story. Like I've I've read this book. You know what I'm saying? Like I know what I'm talking about. I just don't care. Like she's yeah. like, Yeah, like I just don't wanna like I don't wanna be stuck and confined in in like just doing that. But like exactly. she's she's very smart and we we can see I like that we got to see like really some some childlike elements of her, the fact that she like really loves her mom. And, and when she was talking with her, she was like, everybody's worried about the babe. I'm worried about you. Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm really excited to see how Allison and Rhaenyra, like that fall happens. Cause like based off of this first episode, they look like the homies. Yeah, they, homies they, right they right look now. really nice. That's what they want. Which I think is also a, kind of a, something we need to bring up with, with, uh, with Allison. Like you said, like, Rhaenyra, smart chick. Allison has to be just there because one, her dad is, you know, uh, Lord of Hightower, uh, or the Citadel is. She is. She's always reading, and I, I, I obviously we're gonna get into like her story later on, like within the next couple episodes, most likely. But I think just the, that juxtaposition of, of characters and how they are eventually gonna fall out is gonna be exciting to see. I, yeah, Allison I like I like Allison. Yeah, I, I love. Rhaenyra, for one. Well, first of all, let me go ahead and plant my flag. I'm on Rhaenyra Island. I'm here, and I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. Swear, da- Mr. Mr. Dame Time himself? Look, hey, Mr. Love- Dame Time himself? Hey, you know, it's always Dame Time, but I'm just telling you right now, I'm, I'm riding and dying for, for the princess, you know what I'm saying? But what I love about her and Allison is, like, they're young, but, like, they're like they're politically savvy, you know, like as opposed to like Sansa who came to King's Land and ain't know what the fuck was going on and just wanted to be like everybody yeah. else. I feel like they're more they're more kind of like in that young Marjorie bag where like they kind of like yeah. they know what's up, they know how to operate. They they've got oh. their wits about them. Like they're out they're out of the tournament and they're like, "Oh, who's Kristen Cole?" But when he comes to ask for the favor, like she's she's playing it cool, you know, she's chilling. Like she knows like you can't, you know what I'm saying? So, and then, like, she knows, like, her uncle is, like, you know, kind of like a slimy guy. But, you know, like, you know, like, I don't want to say I nothing, but, like, like, you felt the energy there. That shit was, you know what I'm saying? That shit was a little weird, but, you know. It was very weird. And she's, she's a preteen or an early teenager. So, please, let's not even entertain that thought. But I just, I appreciated the banter between them. Like, she was having a, she was having some nice tete-a-tete. Like yeah, with, yeah, with the, the Valyrian and in Valyrian too. And um, I forget which one of you brought up uh, her mom, but someone uh, mentioned it to me today that that's like the first kind of scene, like mother daughter, like we've kind of like seen really in in Thrones. Like, when has that relationship really been explored? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's always like mother to son or father to daughter, but never really mother to yeah, daughter. It's kind of true, yeah. Yeah, that shit was hella interesting to me. But speaking of fathers, let's dive into uh to Viserys, the king, the current king of of uh this era of uh Westeros. What do we think? Patty Constantine was the lead oh wait, did Mike drop? But um, speaking of father and daughter relationships, let's talk about Rhaenyra's dad, uh, the king, Viserys, first of his name, uh, not to be confused with Viserys the cunt, Danny's brother. <laughs> the beggar king. 
Hey, I'm not going to lie. That was probably my first time ever saying the word cunt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, a funny word. A good, what, what, what Viserys was that, anyway? Was he, like, the second? He was, yeah. oh. Yeah, he was the second. second. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, what do we think? Um, Viserys, played by Patty Constantine. You know, uh, he's a kind of a renowned actor, very well respected in the, in the UK and all that. So, uh, what do we think about, about the king? Well... As kings go that we've seen in Game of Thrones, he's probably the best one we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, as kings go. Yeah. As kings, I mean, I guess John does become king at one point and um, maybe Mance Raider. But, like, other than that, like, he low-key is the best we've seen. But that doesn't mean that what uh, what Dame said wasn't wasn't true. He is weak, and he is seeing these these dudes on the council for what they are. They can easily get one over on him just because they know he's weak, which is why I think, to a, to a point, he was he was being truthful. Was like, make me your hand, but Viserys, he, I mean, I would just say he's not a bad king comparatively to what we've seen. I mean, comparatively, the bar is like beneath the floor. Yeah. Like the kings yeah. that we have seen, we got fucking, we got Robert who was just concerned with whoring. Then we got fucking Joffrey who was fucking terrible a sociopath. I was like, and then well, I was like, so we had some, we like, it's it's just like most of the kings that we have seen throughout Game of Thrones have been like either completely disinterested in the role. Or horrible. Here, Whereas, here's my thing, though. Here's my yeah. thing, though. What more do you want from the nigga? He's he's listening to the law <laughs> council. You know what I'm saying? He's nice. He's not out here getting niggas' heads chopped off for no uh, reason. What mm-hmm. more do you want from a nigga in power? It's peace. It's peace time. Because, like Tywin said, you got to have a little bit of have an element of fear when you rule. Yeah, and I mean, he does not instill any fear. Uh-huh. He like, uh-huh. yeah, it's like, yeah, he's a good king, but it's like, also, I feel like, I mean, if I do something, he ain't gonna do shit, like, I mean, to a point. He's he gotta keep, he has to keep these, these major lords, these, his vassal lords in check, and I feel like he doesn't, Dame, Dame, he instills that, like, I don't wanna fuck around, because, you know, he's there, but, but Cyrus is like, I, I might be able to get away a few things. Yeah, that's like, true, that's He's true. just a good guy, though, like, we've never seen, we, like, it's very rare that we see the king out here being, like, a loving husband, like in the, yeah, that's in the bathtub scene. Like we see him go into the bathtub and talk about that. And she's like opening up about her problems. And that nigga's like emotionally supporting her. And like the turmoil that he's going through internally, like when he has to make the decision and he's like, like most of the other niggas that we've seen that were in positions of power in the show wouldn't have given a fuck. They would have just been like, fuck it. Give me my son or whatever. Fuck her. You know, and we got to see like him <laughs> being a good would. guy. And, and the fact that he really, begrudgingly like names his daughter his heir like he did not want to do that shit and like apologizes for like the weight of the responsibility so it's like we're we're seeing over and over that he's like just a good guy but like you know good guys don't survive very long mm-hmm. you know and that's the yeah. truth in west I, I really do. his days are numbered i honestly i feel bad for viserys because like you said like he's a good dude like he took over from jaharis the old king who reigned for a long time peacefully, and now he took over for him to kind of continue the peace going on. And he got people behind his back scheming and plotting, you know, playing the Game of Thrones. But like you said, like he's, like he's, like he just, he, he's a good guy. He he really he like really just wants everyone to be happy. He you said he's he's very like emotionally like and like in touch with like like you know just like interacting with his wife and like actually like, being a, a loving husband. 
and like and like like caring about his like his children like like he he cares about the shit and like like you said we we had we hadn't seen any of that aside from what's happening with with John and the Starks but I mean outside of outside of the North like from Game of Thrones we ain't seen any of anything like that and like just knowing like just in general knowing the story and how it plays out just like just like the Dance of Dragons is just it's it's honestly just, it's, it's a tragedy of just like how. The, this family just falls apart, and just knowing how all this is going to end, and 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 it's 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 sad, honestly. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> without yeah, without getting too deep in it, like this shit is about to be really really fucking sad. So yeah, no. Yeah, so so, so a little lore for you, for you, Tom. When Aegon initially made the Iron Throne, he said that a king shouldn't be able to sit comfortably on the throne, and. Usually, the small folk and other uh, liege lords within the kingdom look at it as, as a sign as if you get cut by the throne, you're not fit to rule. It's kind of like the throne rejecting you. So it was just a cool nod that we get to see. Like, he's got cuts on his back. He got cut on his hand. So it's like, he's like, again, he's one of the better kings we've seen, but it's still like he's, he's not he's the right king to be on the throne, essentially, what we're saying, what we're seeing with that. Right. I'm glad they added that detail, too, because like in the books, like Joffrey's getting cut up. Mad mm-hmm. King getting, they called him the, like King Scab just because like he was just getting chopped up by the throne, but like they never even like mentioned that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, real nasty. I mean, that shit looked nasty. It, it was reminding me of some grayscale shit. I was like, oh. Yo, like, wait, is this grayscale? Yeah, so, yeah. so the has like, yeah, it's got like a wound in his back. That's not healing. Obviously, that's not good. So uh, we'll see kind of how, how that goes and how that kind of affects things going forward you know Otto knows this information and we see how he's already scheming he's sending ravens to old town and shit he's sending thanks real good Tywin vibes big Tywin vibes yeah so we can we can talk about Otto's bitch ass later but you know hey man hold on y'all y'all seen the time man (laughs) damn time nigga we're talking (laughs) about all right the the one and only, the wonder and terror of his age, Damon Targaryen. First of all, I just got to kick it off, man. What a what a performance by Matt Smith, man. You know, a lot of people doubted him when he got cast for this role because he was Doctor Who and he was like being weird on Doctor Who or whatever. But if you if you watch The Crown, man, you knew this you knew this nigga was special, bro. Yeah. So Matt Smith put his whole motherfucking foot in this role. And we needed that kind of like Jamie Lannister. We needed that kind of crazy wild nigga energy in this show because everybody's, you know, kind of playing it safe. So we needed that that wild card and, and he delivered. So so what do we think about Dane? I mean, that I think that's something to, to talk about. Like you so the Jamie comparison is there, but I feel like it's like late thrones, Jamie. Like it's not like early thrones where Jamie just thinks he's the shit or like he's a dickhead because like he was, he's got like part dickhead to him, of course, but he also genuinely cares about his family. Like first person he wants to see when he comes back to King's Landing, hasn't been in court, is his niece. And he brings her a gift and says like, we've both got a shared piece of our history. Then after like his, you know, his sister-in-law and the baby die, like he's the ones giving Rhaenyra a pep talk and saying like, hey, you're like your dad needs you. Your dad needs you right now. 
But at the same time, on the other side of the coin, he's the also the other nigga that's beheading niggas and and castrating niggas. In the, in, that's not necessarily a bad thing now. What he was doing wasn't God, necessarily bad. What did Corla say is like, I mean, if you want to deter crime, that's the one way to do it. You, you got a bunch of people coming to the city. Wild. You want them, you want them to run rampant? I mean, I mean they were murders and rapers. Like, he no Miranda rights in, in King's Landing, man. <laughs> like, hey, did they did they do an investigation into them niggas? They was just they was they was out there like uh, raper murderer. <laughs> did they do an investigation into <laughs> them niggas? Was <laughs> I mean, like he, yeah, he might have gone a little to the extreme, you know. My, yeah, just just maybe a little bit, but his methods were effective. <laughs> Did the uh, ends justify the means, Alex? Probably not. But, roughness. I mean, you got to get somewhere. Unnecessary roughness. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I'll uh, take the fifteen yard Damon, penalty. That's fine. Damon Targaryen is going to be like the most polarizing character I think in Game of Thrones thus far because, like, like, we've heard in panels and shit, like. You, you have to ask yourself the question, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I think 100% he rides for his family. Like, he obviously cares for his brother. He cares for, um, you know, his niece. He didn't give a fuck about his wife. But he cares about, he, anybody named Targaryen, you know, he's going he's gonna to ride for. And exactly what he said to King Viserys at the end, told him exactly what he needed to hear. You know what I mean? Like, hard truths cut both ways. He legit pointed out what the whole, what, what the small council was doing, pointing out that he's the only one that's looking out for his best interest. But again, on the flip side of that, there is ambition in this dude's eyes. Like he, to a point, he'll do what he can, but if he feels at any second that he's the best option for his family, he's going to go stop it. I don't think he's going to stop it at, at any means to, to achieve that. So I think it's going to be cool to kind of see, he's ready to go see him get bathed in glory the next four or five episodes he's gonna come back and you know once he has that cockiness like i like i like how you you compared the through jamie and and, and damon thing although i was disappointed damon got his ass beat in the melee i wasn't expecting that i don't think jamie I mean, you handed jamie I mean, that nigga beat him with the flail too he beat him with the flail that nigga's fine like that nigga's fine yeah hey i'm saying two-handed jamie hey, that ain't happened to him i mean that's, that's, all, that's all i'm saying I mean, but but I guess we're about to go see him get bathed in glory. We're about to see his confidence rise. We're going to see the small folk kind of turn like, well, Damon is this and that and the third, and and he's a great warrior and and this. So we're going to see in the next couple episodes where he leans towards in our eyes, good or evil or good or bad. But for the most part, he's going to be toeing the line. So Yeah, Damon is going to infuriate, you know, a lot of people. Um, he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of fans. He's gonna have a lot of haters. Like Dante said, he's about to be super polarizing. George R. R. Martin himself actually said that Damon is his favorite character, like of all the characters he's written. So I mean, if that's not high praise, I don't know what it is. I'm riding Team Damon right now. Okay, okay. Uh, I, you you got you got Rhaenyra. I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm rock I'm rocking with Damon right now. I mean, if we were giving out performances for an episode, that nigga had a had a wilt one hundred point game. Like that nigga, that like that nigga. Look, I was I was just a hey, I was just comparing him on a matchup by matchup basis. That nigga matched up to Auto, 
Bruh, he insulted that nigga's dead wife, crippled his son, and then got his daughter to throw him uh, the reef. I was like, damn, this nigga was just stayed dunking on this nigga, bruh. Man, that nigga stopped the whole... Bruh, being the prince is lit. First of all, this man got to choose whoever he wanted to fight in the tournament. (laughs) (laughs) He made this... All right, so in the whorehouse, we literally see... Middle of the room, and this this dick riding ass nigga to the left says, "The prince is about to speak." First of all, chill, man. <laughs> dick riding, bro. Like, please, like you're you're occupied. Have fun. <laughs> like, come on, nigga. <laughs> this man made made this man stop mid stroke. You know, middle of and turn around and watch this man speak, man. So being the prince, that's just lit, man. He's the prince of the city. Shout out to Wiz Khalifa. But moving away from, from the big three of, well, so far, you know, a lot of these players are going to have a bigger role to play going forward. Uh, let's talk about, you know, someone near and dear to our hearts, man. The, the Black Panther of Westeros. He's <laughs> Snake, man. So first impressions of, of Big Corliss, man. What do we think, man? How, hey. it's, it's great to have a black man on Game of Thrones, hey. man. Let's go. Corliss, he wants to smoke with Otto. You can tell. Like, yeah. he, him, Corliss and Otto, they, they That's, are not, they do not fuck with each other. You can tell, because he was staring him down when he was like, oh yeah, like when the king wants to talk about the ships, like, we'll talk about that. And then Corliss, like, looked at him, like, stared, and like, nigga, what? Like, yes, right. Like, you know. like, you better, you better be glad the king right here, I'd slap your ass up right now. Like, you better know your place. Like, yeah. mm, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. I, I love it. I, I loved, I loved Corliss. I'm not gonna lie. To you. He, one, he's very calculated. Yeah. He, he, he is calculated. He knows, he knows what he's doing. He definitely don't fuck with Otto. And you could tell, like, I feel like, cause you know, like where his seat was. His seat was opposite of the king. Isn't that like supposed to be the second head of the table, essentially? Like, yeah. so you, you, you could. I feel like they're kind of sh- like showing without showing how much strength he or sway he does hold. But I love, I love how in the same scene when he was like backing Damon, he then goes <laughs> and backs him- himself and his family to, to uh, have the throne. You could tell that shit like irks at him. Like he's, he's like my, my son, my wife, my queen, we should be on the throne and I've been denied it. And I feel like he's going to be able to, he's going to try to slip that in whenever he can. And that's why I was so excited when they made Corliss black because I mean I don't know if they're gonna explore it or not, but that like literally adds another layer to like them getting skipped over. It's like, oh, did they do it because he's black too? I don't know if they're gonna bring it up, but that shit would be cool if they did. They definitely gonna be they, I, that would <laughs> Yeah. Good thing. But yeah, yeah, let's see, let's see if political. <laughs> I think that's a. I don't know if they'll actually experiment, like dip their toes into into that that yeah. aspect of it. Um, but I did like. I feel like like I liked having him in here, but I feel like he he was on the losing side of this episode, right? Auto kind of put him in his place, and I was like, damn, I hate to see that he got checked like that, but he really did get checked like that. Yeah, and, and, about you know, and then his 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 wife 
his wife got insulted at the at the um at the tourney. He was like, "Can I get the favor of the queen who never was?" And she kind of just like rolls her eyes or whatever, mm-hmm. and, you know. Because it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's not that that big, but it's like still annoying to just be always reminded of the fact that you were passed over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they're they're having the But yeah, he Corliss ended up being on a bit of the losing side this episode. We saw with like the way he was just kind of dunked on with his wife and, you know, her being referred to as the, the queen who never was. So he was just a little bit just slighted, you know, over and over. Just just small grievances here and there. So I don't I can't really call him a winner. It was great to to kind of see him in the show, but I definitely think there's a lot more to come and and like a lot more to be explored with him but he he didn't start off on the the best foot he got he got a shit on auto man he's yes uh, he's got to get it <laughs> Come on, he does man. have to get back at that nigga bro oh he wants so, to get back at him I, he, he, he come he coming for him he had the he, had, he stared him down he was like i got your ass nigga auto is auto is sick nigga like, man so he is i'm the, just you know coreless like look look at everybody who hates who hates auto you know, Corliss, Damon, if they teamed up, that would be like a little, little Stephen Draymond kind of vibe. So, man, let's go. That's Draymond. <laughs> hey, I don't know who, who wants to be who. You know what I'm saying? That's between them. <laughs> man, damn, that's a bad comp. We can't we can't get Corliss to triple single. <laughs> we can't get- you can't get away Kobe and Shaq. You can't give him Drake. You could have went Kobe and Shaq, man. That nigga's the richest nigga in the in Hey, they only got yeah, three. Yeah. You can't call Kobe him Drake, man. Kobe and Shaq only got three. Oh, bro. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Hey, and Shaq got MVPs. <laughs> Come on, now. All right, all right. We just mad nobody saying Trey and DeJounte. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and niggas don't got that dog in them, man. All right, yeah. So, so let's touch on some of these, uh, some of these uh, minor characters that didn't really get as much uh, screen time. Um, so, since we're talking about Otto briefly, uh, Tom, tell us a little bit about uh, Allison. What you thought, uh, Allison? Um, I don't want to say favorite. I don't know, man. I'm kind of impartial. I think her and Rainier's relationship was probably the, the coolest part for me. Mm-hmm. Um, to start the episode um, just because I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing that they, there's like some kind of rift and then they start beefing, which makes me kind of like, yo, I got to see what's going on here. Cause um, I think Dante touched on her earlier um, when they're like studying, like she, she's like laying on her lap. She's going in. They were, I think when she first got back to was that Dragonstone, when she got back, she, the first person she sees is Allison. Like, I don't know. It just seems like they have a a, a bond there. Um, no, I feel like Allison is also going to, uh, even though Pops Otto's he's scum. I don't even want to talk about that guy. Pimping out his daughter. Pimping out his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> after after the king's wife and child just died, like the first thing you think of is to throw your daughter in the same room. All right. Wait, no wait a minute. Why is why is it why is it bad if Otto does it, but Tywin he's he's, he's dope. Tywin does it. Tywin ain't serve yeah. up. Yeah. So who said it was dope? He did. Oh, it. Yeah, you mean right? he served up his daughter to the king? 
Cersei was like forty. Cersei was like, 40. <laughs> Cersei was, Cersei was like, like seventeen when she married uh, uh, Robert. Okay, but that was yeah, Robert, though, man. Robert that was, was, that was Robert. Robert. Yeah. Robert, yeah, Robert was an old nigga. They was like the same. They was around the same age. Yeah, Robert. What's that 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 literally just as old as his daughter. Like that—that's the nasty shit. Overthrew the Targaryens. You literally, but nonetheless, like she, I mean, even though when she goes to to speak to the king, she kind of—I don't know—is reciprocity the right word? Like they kind of had like a trauma bond with the uh, like her losing her mother, um, him losing his wife, and you know, just showing that like I don't know. Just showing that she had, she could um, relate in some way. So I don't know. I feel like she's she's a good character. I'm I'm in on that one too. Yeah, she's um, me like Sansa like vibes from like you know when she was like interning with Littlefinger. You know what I'm saying? So she was like just now <laughs> learning interning. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's a crazy way. Like, <laughs> just learning like how to be like how to lie and shit. That's kind of what Allison reminds me of. Yeah. It's like, oh, Rhaenyra, you need to learn this shit. And that's kind of like Sansa being like, oh, Arya, you got to do your embroidery or whatever type shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, she still got a little political savvy to her, which I'm fucking with. Yeah, I think she's definitely smarter than Sansa. But I, I agree with Tom. I'm I'm excited to see where Allison goes. She's always going to be a major player, but I'm excited to see like where she falls in the line of good and bad as well in our eyes. So. I'm going I'm to I'm shed some light right quick on my man CC, Kristen Cole, man. You know, I got to show the Dornish man some love, man. The man took off his hummus. He was oh, like, yeah. God, he's Dornish. I was like, Tuck, come on now. <laughs> Big Martell stuff. But, you know, um, Kristen Cole, he's a, he's self-made. You know, his armor was busted. You know, he came out against Damon in the juxtaposition of their two armors. It's fucking crazy because Damon had, like, that crazy-ass dragon armor. And then Chris Cole came out there looking like bad news bears with his little morning star <laughs> and he whooped his ass. He whooped his ass. So, he did that. You know, he didn't have much to say or much to yeah, much to say this episode, but keep an eye on him going forward. He's gonna play a very important role. And I don't uh, I don't I don't even think we heard of House Cole in the normal Game of Thrones uh, mm-hmm. timeline, did we? Because I didn't oh. know they were Dornish. And I didn't know I forgot the Dundarians. Are they Dornish? No, no they're from Stormlands. Okay, yeah, yeah. so it's like, isn't Kristen Cole, uh, Sir Dundarian, whoever he is, uh, he was, his his squire is like second know, squire, a common person from like the Dondarian realm, which is like they rule over like the Dornish marches, which is like right on the Pretty border, like the neck of yeah, it's like the border of the Stormlands and Dorne, so. I think maybe that's an interesting way that, that they're going to bring in like Dornish, like, you know, the Dornish culture, because, you know, the Dornish culture is completely different. And I'm already seeing like there's some kind of like at least some kind of like kinship or, or something, some kind of relationship that's going to be built between Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole, because like women in Dorn, you know, have elevated status, elevated power. And, and whatnot. So I think that's a way that they're going to bring in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Alex. Yeah. And yeah, like, like speaking, like speaking about Dorne, like at, at this point in the history, like they're like, Dorne is still technically like an independent country. Like hasn't even been like, like 
annexed into into the Seven Kingdoms because like true. I feel like Dorne is like the only place that ever fought off the Targaryen invasion throughout for, like from years and years ago and like it's not only I don't think it's they may or may not talk about it here like during during this not this season but during this series but it's like sometime uh, afterwards that Dorne actually becomes a a part of of Westeros like a part of West, Westeros proper and that's why like they're able to still keep their their titles of like that's why when, when we saw um, Oberyn the first time yeah we he was still known as Prince Oberyn because like they were never conquered. Well, they didn't get annexed until the marriage with Rhaegar which was like 10 years before the events of Game of Thrones or the start of yeah, Game of Thrones. So, so like Dorne was still out here doing their like, and, and hell, we don't, we don't see, we, we know what, what happened in season five with, with the Dornish plot line. Like that's not how it was. It was not how it's supposed to be. And yeah. in the books, we know how, how we know how Dorne gets down, but hopefully, you know, during this time during like, we'll, we'll actually get to see more of, how the Dornish culture and just just like how badass they actually are, and right. like we need but, uh, they've they've lost like the Targaryens have lost a number of dragons in in uh, yeah. the Dornish sands, like the trying desert. to yeah, in the, in the desert trying trying to take over Dorne, and it clearly never worked. <laughs> right. it never never ever worked. But uh, out yeah, unbent, unbroken. You yeah, know the yeah. words. You know, we know the words. <laughs> we know the words. Right. Fuck a dragon. Before we get into the dragons, you know, uh, I was going to save this for my MVP, but I would be remiss to not mention um, the queen, Emma Aaron, for her role that she played. She really she really made the episode, like, into an all-timer, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we get the, the mother-daughter stuff, which is awesome, you know. We kind of see the role that women are playing in the even more patriarchal Westeros than we get in Game of Thrones. But, like, she literally says like yeah, my whole job is just to have babies you know what i'm saying which you I mean cersei had more agency than that a little bit at least so you know shout out to emma aaron for for holding it down you know that that c-section scene that shit was that was yeah that stuff was gut-wrenching that comes up there and like some like game of thrones makes you watch some some pretty tough stuff and yeah. that was a was a very tough scene to pull in like all the all the the house um, ladies to come and like hold her down yeah. as they're just doing the scene, and then you see like the blood just pool all over the bed. At the same time, like you know, in the scenes that she's in before that, we're seeing her having a really loving connection with her daughter, and like she's sitting in the chair fanning herself, and like, hey, the the royal rooms are our bedroom, and that was you know a crazy amount of foreboding that we got for later in the episode, and then we see her talk about the struggles of you know having five lost children before this, you mean you know before ten this years in ten years she's in. Two stillbirths, two miscarriages, and one that died in the crib. And this one, you know, was another one that died in the crib. I think someone was fucking with her, though. Low key. Like, well, I was curious. Is she like, is, is she like Targaryen related? Because like she's got the look in the. So yeah, I think like her dad and like, Aaron and her mom is a Targaryen. Yeah, she's Viserys's cousin. She's okay, so I'm thinking, yeah, it's more of like the incest issues is is really probably what gave her a lot of like child childbirth issues or whatnot. 
but that it was just gut wrenching. She played a very powerful role, and they said she was only on set for five days. Like she was, she was only on set for five days and yeah, she the though. episode. And they said she really played like a really strong part. In, um, she getting more parts after this, so. All right, she killed it. Apparently, she's in the show on uh, Apple TV. Uh, I might check out. It's, it's a comedy too, so apparently, she's funny. Mm. Okay, I can see it. So, Alex, man, you want to want to give us this dragon breakdown? Yeah, like I thought, like this, especially like seeing the like the just the way that the dragons were handled and seeing the dragon tamers and the dragon pit, like man, that was that was dope. Because I thought I I thought yeah, I would wouldn't be me, but I thought (laughs) one of them niggas was shaking in his boots, bro. That that, yeah, me too. What you mean? But like, I'd rather do that than just being flea flea bottom getting robbed. (laughs) uh, You might probably got benefits. You might have a plan. (laughs) But like, the niggas was dirty as hell. They don't got no benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Them niggas look like they didn't even get a bath. But just like just just seeing the way that seeing the way that like the Targaryens are able to Targaryens and also by extension these dragon tamers are just able to control the dragons. Like, we never saw that in Game of Thrones. We only saw the, you know, Drogon, Viserion, and, uh, oh my god, Rhaegal, Jared, there it is, I'm about to say. We we only saw them just, like, just flying around doing their thing, like, whatever. And then when, when shit got real, they'd show up for Danny and burn some shit down, but then after that, they'd fuck off and, yeah. you know, kill some sheep or something. But, like, here, we're actually seeing, like, these dragons being tamed. And it was wild, like when um, when Rhaenyra flew into the dragon pit and hopped off, and you know gave gave her a little her little dragon a hug, and then the uh, the dragon tamers were like, "All right, I don't know what they said, but they, you know, they they said the magic words, and then the dragon was like, "All right, bet," and then walk you know walked in there in the cave, and it was like, "Oh my dang, that's 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 pretty dope." And also just seeing the differences between the dragons. Yeah, I thought like and actually, say, actually yeah. like actually being able to notice the differences between the dragons because like um, well, S- uh, Cyrax, uh, Rhaenyra's dragon, the gold one, like it's very clearly like gold as fuck, and you can tell that like, this thing is meant <laughs> to be gold. And um, Damon's dragon, uh, uh, yeah, Cra- uh, Caraxes, like that one, that one looks crazy because that thing has a huge fucking neck and like yeah. wings on its legs. I was gonna say Caraxes like, looks different than any other like Caraxes yeah. looks like an Eastern dragon, like yeah, from like, like uh, Eastern lore, and then like compared to like Drogon and Rhaegal and this and uh, Viserion, uh, they look like they those two like those dragons look completely different. Yeah, which I think and, is dope. Yeah, and like we're supposed to be seeing like somewhat like around like nine or ten dragons this season, and apparently they're all look very like they all like they all like look unique and look different and have their own personalities and all so i'm very excited to see what this hbo budget has done for these dragons all right so you look long you look like kind of long like 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 a chris asperzingas the neck was the majority of the first first two seasons (laughs) (laughs) it was like the first two seasons of chris Like they refer to Caraxes as the blood worm because he's red and he's like super long, like a worm. So I, I was, re- it was dope to see them kind of like bring that to life. Like, then they really is long as fuck. And like, I was uh, listening to an interview with Miguel Sapochnik, and you see how like Caraxes has those like wings on his legs. 
Because mm-hmm. like he's like that long, he's kind of like deformed. So the only way he can fly is if he has those extra gliders on his legs. So that's why you see when he takes off, he's just kind of like whoosh, whoosh, going back and forth like fucking snake because like he just has trouble flying because of how he's built. Which is oh, dope. Damn, that's a, Love yeah, it. That's a pretty. That's a. Pretty I'm here for that. Look. Hell yeah! So the question everybody wants to know, man. Well, hold up. The last thing, last minor character I wanted to touch on, Masari. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't, we like, can't erase got, Masari. We can't erase our, our new resident hoe, man. We can't, <laughs> yeah. we can't erase Masari, man. She was over there. She was over there giving pep pep talks to Damien, you know, on the timeouts or whatever. <laughs> she she was flat as a board, though. I was like, that, that was a bad look on her. Like, they, hey, she hey. came up from that, but she said, hey, what's what's better than that? You know you know how she made up for it? She said, I'll bring in other bitches for you. I was like, shit, that kind of makes up for it. She was like, you, need, you know, you need something else? She was really there to give him a pep talk, and we got to see her really ride off into the you know, quote unquote, sunset as this after this nigga Damon was banished to to go back to the veil. Like he's that's the person that he decided to accompany him. And honestly, honestly, I feel like the Masaria, how they handle Masaria is the only my only gripe about the whole show because they didn't make it clear that that like they were going to be a thing. Like it was like they were in the whorehouse together one time or twice, and all of a sudden he's like taking her somewhere. Like we only get two interactions. And they weren't even like I would say that critical. And then all of a sudden he's taken. I feel like they could have like maybe yeah, she, shown her more because I was like, oh, I guess he's just. Cause I forgot. I didn't. I forgot that I was even uh, the same chick from the whorehouse until like my second watch. So I think they could have like emphasized that a little more, maybe. Yeah, I feel that. I trust, I trust him. I just know she's bad business. Oh yeah, uh-huh, it's down to she's sure. bad business, and that's why they're not gonna make it seem like she's an integral part of the story, but yeah, she's, like I said, she, we saw, I don't know remember if it was the end credits, like the end of the episode, but like she, um, yeah, she, she's showing up a little bit too much. So she's got something, to, she's playing a bigger role than they're letting on so far. Yeah. I mean, she's, we see the sway she's got over Damon. So I think, you know, being, being close to power and being able to have some influence on somebody that that's like, like that's that much of a loose cannon I think will definitely, you know, play out over over the series as we as we see him kind of, you know, progress and and like Mike said, toe that line from good and bad because she we right now we've seen her kind of just make him indulge in himself and push him to that line because I feel like in one thing that we didn't touch on in like in the second um, bro in the second time they're in the brothel and he's like got all the gold cloaks in there and kind of celebrating. I think Damon's really looking sad. Damon looks sad. sad. Like, hey, drink. She's like, hey, drink. You're up. You're the heir. Like, what you you sad for? (laughs) Yeah, like, she's like, we up. We partying. And then he has to give that that, that shitty shitty speech that got him banished, bro. The the heir for a day, man. Like, I just fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> that was fucked up, but I mean, she's kind of she's kind of the devil on his shoulder right now. All right, here I got a, I got a quick question concerning uh, Otto. So since we didn't literally see the words "air for a day" come out of Damon's mouth, Otto is the one who reported this. Do we think that this is something that Otto kind of made up or twisted 
manipulate it to kind of work for him in his favor? No? I would say no just because uh, Damon didn't deny saying it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's he could have said, uh, "I know I didn't say that. I said this, or maybe something close." But I mean, he didn't say he didn't say it. So, okay. and then right. he like jumps right into that. Like we have to mourn different ways. Like you know what I'm saying? He said something so broad and so like introspective. Like instead of just being like, "Not nah, didn't say," it, or "My bad." Yeah. 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 I did. I could have said it. It was a bad. It was in retrospect. You know that wasn't the nicest thing to say. But yeah. nah, I mean, Damon is still a dickhead. So uh, like, <laughs> I'm just checking the the tin foil temperature right now. I'm not. I'm not rocking with Otto at all. And I think he's something. Uh, he either had something to do. Uh, well, we'll get around to that. But yeah, I don't trust Otto. I don't trust Otto. But this one, he'll get a pass. Okay, okay. So now we can get to the question everybody's been wondering. How does the House of the Dragon pilot compare to the Game of Thrones pilot? What what do we think? I mean, it's, it's obviously better. Whoa. It's better. It's, it's better. It's better. It's better CGI. Yeah. It's a lot more happened. I won't say actually, no. I guess the first the pilot. Production. Was, that's the whole events of Game of Thrones. Yeah, the production value is great. It, it meshed well. It meshed better here than it yeah. did on the first episode of Game of Thrones. I was, my head was spinning. This made, was a whole lot of. This was easier to follow. Is that because you're used more used to like Once Game of Thrones now? Character, yeah, exactly. That's that part could be uh, true also, but um, I feel like also the fact that we're not traveling across the to was it uh, to Winterfell to. <laughs> You know yeah, what I'm saying? The, landing the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. We're we're not all over the place. So I feel like that was um, helpful also. So I feel like yeah, that. I mean, if we t- we could take it in parts, what they say, you got the exposition, the rising action, the climax, the falling action, and the conclusion. Like if we go from all of those parts, it it hits on the best elements of the first of um, the last pilot. Like we we did last. Last season, we start or last show, Game of Thrones, they started off opening up to, you know, the White Walkers Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of building that big, that big problem. They do another cold open on this show by opening up with the Great Council at Harrenhal. Then they end the show with, they end the episode with Bran being pushed out the window and they end this episode with all of the lords pledging fealty um, to, to Rhaenyra. You know, as the new heir. Viserys' dream. Yeah, Viserys' dream and everything. But I think the middle of this, of the episode, like the meat part, so it's like both of those things I think are very comparable. But I think they don't have anything like the tournament or like Emma's birth that, you know, that stands out like this one really did that happens, you know, in the middle of that episode. So I think, you know, they they hit on, like the other one's both very similar in, in how it began and how it ended. But I think the way in which we got there was better executed in this episode. That's real. That's real. To be honest, I I haven't seen the first the first episode of Game of Thrones in a minute, but I feel like like the middle of the show, there's a lot of things that are being said that you need to kind of know what happened in the past to kind of even get an understanding. And like, if it's your first time watching, you're like, I don't know what the fuck's happening right now. Or who they're talking yeah. about, you know what I mean? But here's like we oh, kind of have that exposition already, and just what is happening throughout the middle of the show is just already just more entertaining. You have the dragons, you have the melee, you have the C section, you have uh, 
gold cloaks. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of shit that really happened, a lot of action versus you just get kind of brand getting, you just, we, we know that there's incest in the show and brand gets pushed out the window in the first uh, pilot of Game of Thrones. The, the, the part that really like sold it for me, oh, like, oh yeah, this, this, is the, this is a dope episode. This is dope. But the part that really sold it for me is at the end when Viserys and Rhaenyra are talking in the, um, under, you know, in the catacomb in front of Balerion, and he's like, yeah, yeah like, like Aegon, he, like he, he, um, he, he, you know, he called it a song of ice and fire, and like, just like us, just like us knowing, like what happened in what Game of Thrones, about? and it, we like we know we like I know like 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 you're saying, Mike, like for people who like weren't in this before, and this is the first time seeing this, they might not know that, but just seeing like. The opening scene for Game of Thrones, it's like it just came out of nowhere. You're just like, what the fuck is this? Because the rest of the episode is all like normal, normal stuff that we're talking about. But then, like at the very beginning, we see these weird ass ice zombies. But then, then in this episode, just the one quick little clip is her and uh, you know him and you know Viserys and Rhaenyra talking, and I was like, yeah, this this is the you know the song of ice and fire. And if at some point, you know, something from the north is coming to wipe us all out. And then just just knowing like oh, no. here like we knew that like we knew that these were tied together, but hearing that and then also knowing how it ends like and like like how it really like tied how this is like really like, tying everything together. I was like, yep, here it is. This this is it. it was a, this is it. It was a hell of a retcon. And you you even see that they zoom in on the cat's paw dagger on mm-hmm. his belt. Yeah, like he's yeah. got he's got the dagger on his belt. Like you're like they really did a good job of kind of like I think paying homage to to the series that you know led laid the laid the framework for this. And you know that's a good that's a good tidbit that kind of at least explains why all of the different Targaryens feel a little crazy. Right, because yeah. they've got a, yeah. they've got a crazy kind of weight on their shoulders and in, in all their expectations of like they maybe that you know that looms in the back of their mind as all these kings are maturing that like hey there's a big bad coming and they don't know when it's supposed to come but they're always kind of suspecting that. Exactly. That's it. That's just stressful. Hey, as the meme says, shit's stressful, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fucked. So in the interest of time, you know, we're going we gonna to go ahead and, and do this. Give me your MVP of the episode and give me a, oh, and why, and give me a prediction for the next episode or something that you would like to see, see more of, see again, whatever. I'll go first because I already know what I was going to say. Let's go. MVP, obviously, y'all know what time it is. Sir. Thank you, KP, for coming out with this. <laughs> you know what time it is. And my prediction, or why, I mean, I mean, we pretty much was talking about this dude the whole show. I mean, there are multiple reasons. I mean, dude's an asshole. Dude's a great person. He's a great fighter. He's got Caraxes. He, he uh, kind of mobilized the, the city watch, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing I want to see that I think we might get ne- next episode, if not next or in two, we're going to see him and Corliss head down to the Stepstones and take care of some triarchy. I, I, I have that prediction. Okay. I, feel like, I feel like we're going to see that sooner than, than later, I feel like. Right Could on. be wrong, but, you know, just prediction. I'm, I'm going to keep it on, on – I'm, I'm going to keep it going. And, of, of course, it's, it's Dame time. Like, he was very obviously the MVP of this episode. But I'm going I'm to I'm leave it at this. Remember what Littlefinger said? Chaos is a ladder. 
and we were about to watch Damon create a bunch of chaos and climb that ladder. Okay. Okay. Hey, good comment. I mean, we'll we'll go for the sweep, man. This is, this is <laughs> it's three for Dame time. Then they get like I said, then they played a a master class. I don't think that nigga took any L's. Like you know, like he you could say the banishment was kind of an L, but I mean. I was like, but I don't really know if, like, you know, that shit really didn't tarnish his. Hey, nigga, got to go home to his wife and take his bitch with him. Bags and like, you know what I'm saying? like that nigga rode off. That nigga rode off on a dragon. It's it's like kind of hard to hand that nigga an L after you riding <laughs> off. Of dragon, like, like you know what I'm saying? So that that nigga went crazy. But my prediction is like, I don't I don't think Viserys is gonna last very long, man. That nigga got shit growing on his back, got cut. I'd be surprised if he makes it past episode three, man. Okay, okay. He's, he's he first it. on my death, on my death, my death board, man. I think he'll make it further than episode three. That's kind of crazy. They ain't gonna, they're not gonna do him like that. You never know, no. man. <laughs> never know. Just for, the sake of playing, never know. just for the sake of playing devil's advocate, I'm not gonna go Dane Time for my MVP. We're gonna give it to Big CC, Christian Cole. Okay. Because he won. He did one. He came in. He took care of business. Got Dame out the paint. Walked up on uh, uh, Rainier and was like, "Hey, can I get your favor?" And bounced out. Do you don't want to make a scene? He came in and handled his business and left. So I think I'm gonna go give him. I think I'm gonna give him MVP since everybody's so high on Dame right now. All right. Okay. Um, prediction. Prediction. Wow. I don't know. It's the first episode. All I got is predictions. I, don't, I didn't read the book. Uh, let's go. I may have to say my the the prediction I'll make is uh, uh, Corliss and how do you say his his wife's name? The the queen that Rainies, Rainies, Rainies. Uh, they're gonna make a run. Their first run, I think they're gonna try to to make a run at the I won't necessarily say the throne, but they're gonna be making calculated moves. Uh, very soon. I'll give them to episode about three or four um, before we start to see uh, them start moving some chess pieces on the board. So, yeah. Okay. All right. My MVP of the episode has got to go to the to the new heir, man. The first named female heir in Westerosi history, man. Rhaenyra, you know, of course, you know, Damon, Matt Smith stole the show, you know what I'm saying? But this this show doesn't work unless you have a good Rhaenyra. And I thought Millie Alcock did a great job. You know, she killed it. She gave us a little bit of edge that I wasn't expecting out of her. You know, she, we all know Rhaenyra. Fuck deceptive. Yeah. Rhaenyra's tough, man. So I'm going to award her MVP. You know, she made the episode go. Everything was kind of revolving around around her, so she she made it she made it work. And my prediction is that um, next episode we gonna we gonna see some sparks fly. We might not you know get a whole you know romance scene, but we are gonna see some some sparks fly between um, well not between, but for Alicent and Rhaenyra individually. Who those sparks are gonna be for? We gonna see, but we gonna see some sparks. There you have it, haters. There you motherfucking have it. We are back, and we will stay back for the next nine weeks. We got a bunch of content dropping for you. We're going to have the pods, breaking down the episodes. I know me and Mike got TikToks coming out. 
I got my little <laughs> article I write, my little my little breakdown that I write, you know what I'm saying? A little little so and so, a little recap of the show. Possibly a Twitter space. Yeah. So we work on Thursday. That. Twitter space. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. That's that's tentative. But we got a lot of shit, man. We we are so back. So back. So uh, any any closing comments, fellas? Hot D is back. Man, it's good. It's good to be Hot back. <laughs> It's good to be back. All you, all you haters, stay tapped in, man. Hey, fact. <laughs> you gotta tap into hate. A hater, not just name, but if you haven't watched this show yet, if you are holding out just because you was mad at one episode of Game of Thrones, give it nigga, up. Fuck you. It's too late. Stay your funky <laughs> ass on whatever on fucking Reddit. Type in hate speech, nigga. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. We don't need you. We 10 million deep already. First episode, nigga. We don't That's need your funky asses. 10 million. Mm-hmm. With that being said, you know, it's been a wonderful time talking to you fellas about, uh, about House of the Dragon, man. Until next week, haters, I'm KP. Mikey I'm Agor. Be wild. Scotty, too rare.